This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 642. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 642. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I am sending you this episode as a love note to you, as always, but it's also a bit of a love note to me because sometimes, and I probably don't share this with you enough, sometimes the episodes I make for you are also the things that I need to know right now and that I need to hold on to and put in my back pocket. And this is one of those episodes where I was having a moment and I was like, ugh, just frustrated and feeling like things weren't working out and I wasn't getting what I wanted. And there's been a lot of those moments in the last few months where I'm like, ugh, putting in the hard work and just not getting what I wanted out of a situation or not seeing a clear path to an end and just things feeling like they've been harder than I'm used to. And I don't do well with that. Like I can do it once or twice and like really like, be committed and like, I'm going to get this and I'm going to overcome adversity. But then like after three or four times, I'm like, now I'm just annoyed and tired. (laughs) And I know so many of you can relate to that. I actually even put up a post on Facebook today and I'll share it directly with you because I was putting it up 
Because I'm like, I just think a lot of people might be in this moment with me. So the post I put up today on my personal Facebook page said, yesterday, I almost put up a post about how I feel like I can't get anything right in 2022. But today, I feel like the world is my oyster. I'm trying to figure out if this is a new version of PMS, hashtag this is 46, or a new season of entrepreneurial overwhelm, or just any given Tuesday in 2022. And then I said, I'm open to feedback stories, wisdom, and good laughs around any of the above and hugs and high fives to anyone on a similar roller coaster. So I am just in this moment where I'm like, why does the universe keep laughing in my face? <laughs> Haven't we had enough of that? Can't mama get a break? And I know that so many of you are in that situation too. And I think that when I'm in that situation, sometimes I can let myself get a little bit stuck and it can take me a minute to pull myself out. And I've talked about this on the show before. But one of the things I really try to return to that does work when I coach myself is returning to loving what I already have. Because what I tend to get frustrated is when I feel like I'm trying to create something new or build something and it's not working out the way I want it to. And I get really focused on everything forward facing and I'm not good at sitting in the moment and recognizing like what's good right here right now that I can really hold on to and honor in order to move forward in strength and in order to like really carry that strength with me into any adversity that might come up and might get on my path. And one of the things that really gets in my way, and I know so many struggle with this, is that when I feel like nothing's working out in my favor, I am acutely aware of how everything is working out in everyone else's favor. And this comes up on social media where like you're having a really bad day and you get on social media and you start scrolling and you're like, oh, well, Everyone else is having a great day. Like everyone else is on a tropical beach right now, just living their best life. And here I am in Struggleville, USA, or Struggleville, Canada, or Struggleville, UK, or wherever it might be. So I have those moments, have to remind myself that sometimes I'm the person with the shiny picture on social media that people are like, oh my God, just shut up, Sarah. Like enough of like your cute puppy and your smiling child, or enough of whatever my win might be. We all have these moments, right, where we're looking at the things that other people have and we just feel like resentful and spiteful about it because we feel like we can't attain that thing in this moment and we just want it right now. And so I was thinking back to how this turns up for me in life and what it looks like and really where it comes from. And I was thinking about my childhood and this really specific moment, and this actually came up recently in therapy, this really specific moment where I recognized that someone had so much more than me. And I couldn't help but think, what is it like to live that life? What is it like to have those resources and to have different worries? I can recognize that this person probably had worries, but really different worries than what I had at that time. So let me take you back to the story. So I was a junior in high school and I was becoming friends with a girl in my grade, a young woman in my grade who was definitely super popular, like on every sports team, great athlete, really funny, always had a boyfriend, just like all these things that I didn't have and things I wasn't good at. Like, promise you, I've varsity lettered in zero sports. I played zero sports. Like, and I always noticed like the things that people had that I didn't have. And I always wondered, like, what is it like to live that life? And I went to a really fancy high school. I was a scholarship kid. So there was a lot of people that had a lot more than me. And I always noticed the difference. No one seemed to notice or care that I had less, but I noticed and cared that I had less. And not in a like spiteful way, just an observational way. So this girl in my junior class one day, we 
were heading to PE class and she had left her PE clothes in her car. And we're talking and walking and she's like, oh, I have to go to my car to get my clothes. Um, Do you want to come with me? So I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm just like happy to be walking through the halls with this person, like feeling myself a little bit. (laughs) And we're walking to her car and I know that she has like one of the fanciest cars in the parking lot. So we're walking to the car and I have, so this is like 1993. She's driving a brand new car. I at that time was driving like a 1981 Volkswagen Rabbit that had 180,000 miles on it and sounded like it was going to explode from the moment you turned it on. Like it was scary. (laughs) And if I drove over 30 miles an hour, the gas pedal would get like really, really hot. (laughs) And I would always just be like, please don't blow up. Please don't blow up. And which it never did. It never did. So we're walking to her car and I'm just imagining as we're walking to the car, I'm like, I hope we get to get in the car. Like I've never been in her car, but I was like, I just want to get in her car and see like what color scented tree is like hanging from her rear view mirror or like what mixtapes does she have on the dash? Like I just want to absorb all of her greatness and all of her like wealth for a better word. And not even just like the wealth in terms of material items, but like the wealth of like acceptance and popularity and everyone being kind of an admirer of this person. So we get to her car and she pops her trunk to get out her gym clothes. And I am just stunned by what I see in her trunk. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Now, some of you are going to get this and some of you are going to think it's super weird. So just hold on. (laughs) So she opens her trunk and her trunk is filled with clothes just strewn everywhere. And she starts to root around for her gym clothes and she's just moving around pair after pair of jeans. And every pair of jeans has a leather belt in it. And she's just like casually throwing these jeans with wild abandon across her trunk, like moving them out of her way to find her gym clothes. And I'm watching her do this. And I am in awe because I had one pair of jeans and that one pair of jeans had like a special shelf in my closet because it was my gap jeans and they needed a place of honor. And I had one belt and my one belt had like a special hook on my wall in my bedroom to the side of my closet. And every time I would take off my one pair of jeans and my one belt, they would go in these places that were designated just for them because these were special items that I only had one of that I had worked really hard for and saved my babysitting money to buy. And I'm watching this friend of mine just throw these items through her car to find the thing that she needs. And I'm thinking, what is it like to have like seven pairs of jeans that live in the trunk of your car and that are so insignificant to you that you don't fold them carefully when you take them off and that you just have belts, like belts upon belts upon belts that live in all of these pairs of jeans that are seemingly insignificant in your life. Because my pair of jeans, my one pair and my one belt were significant in my life. And so she grabs her gym stuff, she closes the trunk and we walk back and go into gym. And I'm for a long time, clearly. Now, I mean, this has all happened when I was like 17 and here I am 46 and I'm still thinking about these jeans in this trunk. It really, really impacted me because I was so in awe of what she had that I didn't have. And all I could think about was, what is it like for that to be a reality? To have that much extra or that many resources or to not think or worry about how do I just get one of something or how do I take care of the one that I have because I can't afford to get another one. And so I found myself a lot in that season of my life. And as I got older and continued to have friends who had a lot more than me, I found myself really looking at like, what? look at all the things that they have. And what would my life be like if I had those things? And so when I'm having hard moments right now, in life and in entrepreneurship or in raising a family or in, I mean, this happened with infertility, like being able to have only one child instead of three or four, as I see a lot of people have on social media and a lot of people who I've served over the years. What is it like to live someone else's life is a thought that always comes into my mind. And it really creeps in when I'm in moments of feeling like I can't get what I want or what I'm working for. And then I have these feelings of like, I don't have enough or I don't know how to make more things happen fast enough. And that feels really defeating. 
And so I have to remind myself in those moments to love what I already have. And when I look back at that story about the jeans, I loved what I already had so much. I took such outstanding care of my one pair of Gap jeans and my one leather belt. And I was really, really grateful for those things, which is why I took such good care of them. Like I revered them. But I had to remind myself why those things were special and why they were significant because I worked really hard for them. From a very young age, I had to save my money and buy my clothes and take care of the things that I wanted. And I would save up forever to get an Esprit sweatshirt or a Vornay t-shirt or a J. Crew sweater in high school and in college. It was like a big deal. And some of you I know are like, oh yeah, welcome to 1993, right? <laughs> These are the things that we coveted. So in those moments where I found myself wanting more or being in awe of people who had more, I had to like always pull myself back in to really recognize what I already had and really love the things that I already have. So I want to talk you through the myths that we tell ourselves first. So these myths that we tell ourselves when we see people who have more or seemingly have it like all figured out or they get whatever they want or they just seem to like, it just comes naturally and they don't even have to think about it. It seems so effortless. The first myth that we tell ourselves is that everybody has it better than me, or it comes more naturally to everyone else. And that's just not true. It looks like that in many cases, but that's not necessarily true. There might be things, or there are things that come more naturally to me than they might come to you, but that doesn't mean that I also don't have things that are really, really hard for me in the same way that you have things that are really, really hard for you. It's also definitely not true that everyone has it better than me. There's always going to be people that have it better than me, and there's always going to be people that have it worse than me. And the same is true for you. If you can bring yourself back to loving what you already have, then that disparity becomes much smaller. And it's not even important that it becomes smaller because it becomes insignificant. It doesn't matter that someone else has more than you or that someone else is getting there faster or that someone else has unlocked you know, the answer to something. The other myth that we tell ourselves oh, and this is a hard one, is that more stuff or more money, or in my case, sometimes that more children in a family equals more joy. And I've had to catch myself in those moments many times over the years in so many circumstances to recognize that not always, and also having less stuff and less money and less kids can be equal joy. One of the things that's come up a lot for me, and I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but when we knew that we weren't going to be able to have a second child and we really stopped pursuing kind of different alternatives to that. One of the things that was triggering and sometimes still can be triggering is observing bigger families. And one of the things that I used to think a lot about was the laughter that would fill their houses. And I would think, I would always think like they must just have so much more laughter in their life. And that made me feel like I was missing out on something. I had like major like multi-child laughter FOMO, for lack of a better term. And I would fixate on that. I would fixate on like, what is it like at their house on Christmas morning? Because there's so many kids opening presents. And like, that's more laughter and it's more joy and it's more love and all these different things. And then I had this realization as I got to know some of the families that Vinny's friends with that have more children. I was like, oh, like it's a lot of chaos and a lot of crying and screaming and like mama never gets a break and papa never gets a break. And it's just a lot. And I also came to recognize that those families are sometimes looking at my family and they're thinking, what is it like to only have one, to be able to focus all your love in one place and to be able to give all your resources to one kid and to be able to be so present for one child or to be able to like 
take a break from parenting because you don't have to divide and conquer with 18 children and only two parents or 18 children and only one parent in a single parent household. What is it like to be in a family where there's one kid and two parents and to be able to tap out and say like, hey, I need a break. I'm going to take the afternoon off or I'm going to go on a trip for three days and not have that be a huge inconvenience to the whole family system. So what I've had to recognize over the years is that sometimes I look at what other people have and I idealize it in a way that doesn't allow me to see that those same people that I am looking at in wonder and in awe might be looking at me the same way. Because we both have our shit and it's really real even if it's different or even if it's maybe even inverse from one another. So what are the steps that you can take to love what you already have so that you're not catching yourself in these moments of, first of all, feeling like everyone else has it better or that everyone else has it all figured out or that it comes so naturally to everyone else or this other myth that more stuff or more money or more, more, more of whatever the thing is equals more joy. So my first simple step for you is number one, hold gratitude for the smallest things. And I've talked about this a lot in the pandemic because it is so significant and it has been such a game changer for me. But it's also been a tool that I believe is so invaluable in a hard moment and also in a hard season. And what I've done with this over time is I have really evolved this skill to be something that's not just a once a day kind of a thing, but it's something that I'm focusing on routinely throughout my day. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that. So holding gratitude for the smallest things for me looks like having habits where I'm constantly noticing I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for that. And often it's the same things every day. So I do in my morning routine practice, I have this routine, which I love, which has just been such a grounding routine for me. My first three sips of coffee I take in the morning, I say something I'm grateful for with every sip, which I love because those first three sips of coffee, like we all know, they're the most precious ones. They're like, oh, they're so warm and so cozy and it's so hot. And it's just like the most delicious routine of the day. And so as I'm doing that, I'm thinking of three things I'm grateful for. And so just this morning, I was thinking three things I'm grateful for was were that last night, Vinny and I took a little walk after dinner, which was super fun. And we had the cutest conversation. Another thing was that yesterday I had someone offer to take a responsibility off my plate, which at the time I was like, oh, it's fine. I can do it. And then I finally, I was like, no, no. Okay, great. Like, I'm going to let you do that. And I really appreciate it. And I was so glad it freed up an hour of my time. And it was such a gift to have that hour back. And I did, it was like, I didn't even know that I needed it till I had it. And it was so fantastic. And then the third thing is my Christmas tree that we still have up. And yes, I'm recording this four days before Easter and we still have a Christmas tree in our basement. (laughs) It's now our Easter tree, okay? We've rebranded it. It's our Easter tree. But I was looking this morning as I was taking that third sip of coffee and I was like, just so grateful for this Christmas tree that we never got around to putting away that's now an Easter tree that also has some lights burnt out in the middle. I mean, it's very sad. But I love it that I get to start my morning every morning, (laughs) turning on these now not fully functional Christmas lights and sit next to this Christmas tree while I drink my coffee and have my morning routine. So that's how my small, my gratitude starts for the day. But then there's other little things that are built into the day that I notice every day. So another thing is walking Vinnie and Piper to school. And I'll be honest, there's plenty of mornings where this doesn't feel like a gift because, oh my goodness, like there's days where we're hustling and it's chaotic and there's tears and you all know how like getting kids to school is an unpredictable disaster nightmare and sometimes has moments of joy. But we often, even on hard mornings, because we have Piper, who is 
a wild freaking beast. We have typically moments to laugh on every single walk. So I always note that where I'm like, I'm so glad we get to do this. I'm so glad that we live four blocks away versus like I lived 13 miles from my school growing up and we had to get in the car and drive across bridges and sit in traffic. And it was like a big, huge ordeal to get to school every day. So to walk four blocks every morning, I'm like, I'm so glad I get to do this. Another thing is when I get home from walking to school is our front door. We painted our house a few years ago and we have a bright yellow front door. And I love, we typically when I'm driving places, we go in and out the back door because that's where our parking is. But in the morning when I walk home from walking Vinny to school, I walk up my front steps and I walk through my yellow door. And every morning, I love walking through my yellow door. I love that I have a bright yellow door. So it's picking up these little things throughout the day and noticing like, this is the thing that I love. If there's sun out in the afternoon and when I go to make my lunch, I will go take Piper out to go to the bathroom and I will notice the feeling of the sun on my body. And it's again, it's a tiny little thing, but I notice it every single time. And so when you can cue into those little things, instead of feeling regret or resentment or dissatisfaction over the things that you don't have or seeing something that someone else has, you can pull yourself back in to recognize what you do already have. In the evening, I notice when I get to snuggle with Piper. I notice when I get in bed and I have my bed, my heated mattress pad on. I love laying in bed and doing Wordle at night, which has now evolved into me also doing Quirtle. <laughs> if you aren't familiar with Quirtle, let me just take a moment to tell you. This is not an ad, but it should be. Quirtle is Wordle times four. It's Q-U-O-R-D-L-E. Friend turned it on, turned me onto it like a month ago, and I can't stop. And so it's basically you're playing four Wordle games at one time using the same set of letters. And it is like everything that my nerdiest like extra credit achievement oriented brain loves. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. 
This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So these are just little things that happen every single day, and I'm just noticing them. I'm holding gratitude for them every single day or every single time that they happen. And when you can tap into those little things every day, then even on the days where things go sideways and even on the days where you're feeling like you're losing at everything, you can notice like, but I still got my yellow front door, but I still got my Piper snuggles. I still got my walk to school. I still got like putting on my favorite hoodie. I still got my cookies and coffee, like these little, little things can be really, really joy-filled for us. And that can really recenter us every time we feel ourselves going down that path of like not enoughness or not being where we want to be in a moment. So that's number one, holding gratitude for the smallest things. Number two is acknowledging that everyone has it better than you and no one has it better than you. So let me explain. We're really quick to assume that everyone has it better than us, and especially on a hard day. Like, it takes no time for us to find evidence that everyone else has everything figured out and gets all the breaks and gets all the rewards, and it's just unfair, and we have to work harder than the average person. And, like, we can go down that path real fast, right? The truth is, is that everyone has it better than you. You could compare notes with anyone, and you would be able to find a piece of their life that is better than yours. And also, no one has it better than you. Because every single person out there is also going to have a struggle that you, where you will have had more success or been able to figure something out that they haven't yet. So the truth is, is that everyone and no one has it better than you. And when you can remind yourself of that, then you can neutralize those moments where you're feeling like everyone else has it better than me or everyone else has it figured out or it comes naturally to them. Because I promise you... Yeah, in a mo there might be something that someone's really good at. There might be an area where someone is having wild success right now. And I promise you behind closed doors, there is an area where they are suffering. There is something that they can't figure out. There is something that they don't know how to solve. There's something that's keeping them up at night. There is something that can make them cry in a, at the drop of a hat because we all have that. So yeah, everyone has it better than you. And also no one has it better than you. And when we can neutralize where we're at, relative to other people, we can shut down that comparison trap. I want to really invite you to hold on to that. I remember growing up, my mom would always say like, I feel like this is like such a parent or mom thing to say, but like, there's always going to be people who have more. And that's so the truth. And also, you are always going to have more than other people. And we 
live in an age where so many of us carry so much privilege, whether it is related to privilege that we were born into, whether it is privilege that we have created for ourselves based on action steps and success that we've had in our lives. We have it better than other people, always. And also there are always going to be people that have it better than us in some capacity. And so you have to be able to really neutralize your thinking around that in order to not get sucked in and not let yourself get sucked down. And then the third simple step to loving what you already have is to embrace your capacity to make magic. And this is something I was really thinking through yesterday when I was feeling like, I don't have anything figured out, nothing's working out, and I'm just getting like, everything I have asked for is like not coming together the way I want it to this year. (laughs) So embracing your capacity to make magic is going to be your gift when you're in a hard day or season. And what I want you to recognize with this is your capacity to make magic is a trend you have already established in your life, but maybe you haven't yet identified it and embraced it. So if we look at what we have to do in motherhood, if we look at how one survives motherhood, it is through creating magic. Because the only way to get through getting up at 3 a.m. 17 nights in a row, or the only way to get through getting you know four kids out of the house every single morning, or the only way to get through getting three kids to bed every night, or sitting in a restaurant with a family of what a toddler or a toddler plus other kids, the only way to get through that is by making magic, is by taking moments where you are at a complete loss and where you don't know what to do with yourself because you're so overwhelmed or you feel so defeated and finding the one little thing that can make you feel grounded or make you laugh or make you smile. And these are the things that happen in motherhood when you are up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden like your kid pees in your face while you're changing a diaper and you're like, oh my God, all I can do is laugh and make this a funny story. Or you are giving your kid a bath and they like say something hilarious. Like when my son used to make me coffee in the bathtub and he had this like sing-songy way of doing it and I'm going to make you huff coffee. And his voice would get super high and we have video of it. And it's like, you know how many times I was annoyed with bath time at night, but then Vinny would make me my huff coffee and it was the best night ever. So we have that capacity to make magic is a skill that we cultivated in motherhood, but now it's this innate piece of us where we can stop at any moment and make magic. Also, the pandemic made us do this. <laughs> so if you think back to the early days of the pandemic, you can probably think and like head in your hands as you like roll your eyes, maybe laugh really hard and maybe also come to tears. When you think of the activities that you did early in the pandemic, because you were trying to create magic and it's time and a season where you did not know which way up, where the world was a big, scary, very unknown place, where you did not know how you would survive from a standpoint of your career, from a standpoint of your children's education, from a standpoint potentially of your partner's career, from the standpoint of maybe feeding children or maintaining housing, from the standpoint of being able to maintain your family's health so many unknowns. And yet you still showed up and you did sidewalk chalk and you did extra board games and you had family movie nights and you you made sourdough bread and you did all these things that you didn't really necessarily want to do. And you found yourself in moments being able to make magic that you didn't know you could make during really, really hard, scary times. So If you can recognize and own that you are someone who makes magic in hard moments, you have an immense amount of power whenever a hard moment starts to surface. But you have to be able to recognize that that's who you are. That's a part of your identity. And that's what you do when things get hard. 
So one way to recognize and love what you already have is to own that superpower, to own the superpower that you have to make magic in any scenario. So those are my three steps to help you love what you already have. Number one, hold gratitude for the smallest things. Number two, acknowledge that everyone and no one has it better than you. And number three, embrace your capacity to make magic. So I hope this was helpful. If this was helpful to you or you know someone else who would benefit from this, please share this episode. Take a screenshot, tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I always share our tagged stories. And then definitely share this out to a mama who needs it because that's how we get to bring more shameless moms into our community. I always appreciate your shares. Coming up for the next three episodes, we have interviews. So we have a great interview on Wednesday and then next Monday and Wednesday, we have interviews. So come back for all of that. It's going to be so much magic right in your ears. And I cannot wait to share these conversations with you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to be back on Wednesday with a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.